My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. We have a super exciting guest coming on today. Sean Boyle, he's the owner of Momentum Digital and Momentum 360, where they provide digital marketing and 3D content. He's also the host of the Sean Boyle podcast. You know, you guys, I, I kept it pretty brief, but I'm going to allow Sean to go in, go ahead and fill in the gaps um, because he's doing some incredible things. And, you know, it's not going to be any more valuable unless it comes for, from Sean instead of myself. So I'm really pumped for today. Such a pleasure having you on, Sean. How's it going? Thank you, Brittany. I love the energy. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm really excited for today. You know, why don't we just go back and if you don't mind diving into your story, how did you get to where you are today? I mean, you're doing some fantastic things and I'd love to know just kind of how you got to this place today. Well, it's a crazy story. It's it's uh, a story for um, not a not a story for the the week. I can I can say. Um, so I'll kind of just get right into it. So when I graduated high school back in 2016, um, my whole family were you know big Irish family, and we like to party, of course, right? Like we like to drink and, and have our fun. And I was expecting at the end of uh, our graduation to get a call from my dad, essentially planning this big exuberant trip. And that was kind of going to be the big hurrah. Um, and then I would go to Penn State and, and do my thing there. Um, it did not happen. It was a very complete opposite call that I got from him. It was a very ominous call, actually, as a matter of fact. He actually told me on that call, I think it was a couple of days before graduation, that he actually was being indicted by the federal government. He was going to go to prison, right? So as an 18-year-old man, I'm really faced with this crazy you know, predicament where my dad's going to go to prison. I don't know what I'm really going to do with my life yet. And I kind of need to take on a financial position uh, in the family, you know, to help out and, and, you know, just make sure that the ship carries on, so to speak. Right. So while I was dealing with that, I was like, okay, well, what's the most, ex uh, I guess, like the highest salaried program degree I can get, which is probably on average petroleum engineering, if we're being honest, right. Cutting out like doctors, dentists, all that kind of stuff. So I was enrolled in petroleum engineering. I think it started paying um, when I graduated, you know, four years later. Um, it was like 160K. So I was on track to do great things with that. I didn't last about a month in that program. <laughs> Doesn't, wasn't for you? <laughs> wasn't for me. I, I mm -hmm. didn't like the major. I, I was getting good grades. I was acing all of my exams. I think I had like a three, seven average uh, for the, for the wow. month that I was in the program. But it didn't speak to me. I much rather would do something I loved and make much less money rather than to provide for my family, quote unquote, in this sort of crazy, you know, job that I didn't really see myself in. Right. And I started to dabble into the Gary V's of the world, Grant Cardone, yeah. Tony Robbins. And I finally found that one pocket of digital marketing that I really fell in love with of content creation and photography, virtual tours, which I'm sure we're going to get into. So Honestly, that back in what, gosh, 2017, 
six years ago. I found that and I met my business partner, Mac, on the same year. And we just took off and started really growing um, both sides of the company, the digital side and the content side. And um, we've been business partners ever since. And um, here we are, number 12 fastest growing companies in Philly and seven soon to be eight figure uh, agency. So it's, uh, it's a pretty crazy story. Um, six years has gone by so fast, but it's been, uh, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that story with us. It, it's incredible, truly. And I love that you tapped into what you were really passionate about and just flew with it and look at you now. The rest yeah. is history. <laughs> exactly, um, right. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the businesses today, where are they at exactly today? How do you deliver your services? Yeah. Just dive right into the businesses and let's, let's hear about it all. So I'll talk about like the whole um, acquisition and then fulfillment side of it. So sure. I really handle the day-to-day -day for the 360 side. So the content side, right? Okay. Um, we have a sales team. We have an outbound team that does email marketing and Instagram DMing, but a good majority, excuse me, of our business that comes in for acquisition is still inbound. So you can Google or your audience can Google, you know, virtual tour services near me. Momentum 360 is going to pop up all over the place, you know, because we just have such a strong digital presence. So for us, it's really easy to maintain that because back, you know, when we were starting up the business and virtual tours really weren't as prominent as they were now, it was so easy to write blog topics and pages surrounding this kind of content, rank high. And now we're kind of grandfathered in with Google, so to speak. So we don't really need to do that much maintenance to get all these um, these clients. And it's crazy, you know, we're, we're, we started off really doing real estate, Brittany, with like $500 right. projects here and there. And now, you know, our lifetime value is around 10 to 15 grand um, per client. And uh, we're doing universities and bigger gyms and office spaces like I'm in right here. So it's really blossomed into you know, sort of a nationwide, soon to be international uh, content company where we're pretty much on demand assets within 24 hours. And um, yeah, and then I'll talk about the fulfillment side. We have a whole team of VAs to do editing and all the, you know, miscellaneous tasks in the business uh, that I, you know, once did um, now, you know, obviously delegate it. And then I have a right. US team who does primarily like operations and can talk with clients if needed. I obviously talk with a lot of the clients if um, it's like a bigger project and I need to kind of step in and, and deliver a little bit more strategy, but that's kind of how the business works. I mean, my day-to-day -day is really just, you know, hopping on podcasts like this, uh, wonderful shows like this, doing sales calls and making videos for, you know, the internet and, and tweaking, you know, some of our ads. So it's really nice. I mean, I, I love the position that, that we're all in and um, that's kind of on a daily basis uh, how the company works in, in layman's terms. Incredible. So do you find now you have, you know, the, the time and freedom back, but yet you're still growing, the business is still growing uh, consistently, which is, I think, ultimately most people's goal, most entrepreneurs' goal, right? You know? Right. Yeah, and it's really good. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. The day to day, my, you know, I would say tasks are really one, finding better talent, salespeople, operations people, all these positions that we're going to need to continue to grow. Customer success right. is big with us. Um, and then, like I said, just, just doing sales calls and, and also training the outbound team, because like I said, 
you know, we get a, a majority of our business still from inbound, but we're seeing a lot of success from all these outbound strategies and teams. So I only want to pour more money into this to make it more profitable. And, you know, we're going to be soon franchising the business where, you know, we're going to have like, and it's a very unique model, Brittany, because we're going to have like these young college kids who know how to sell, you know, Jordan Belford type, you know, cats. Love it. But aren't necessarily in the photography business. It's kind of just like, all right, we're going to test this out. And then we're actually going to go mainstream with it and, and start to advertise the franchise part of it. So yeah, it's, it's really exciting stuff. Super exciting. Uh, well, that's it. When did you guys, you know, I had a question. When did you guys start to outsource, um, you know, and really, really start to grow? And what made you make that shift? Because I know a lot of people listening, you know, they're kind of at that point where like, they don't want to outsource, but they're like, I, I probably should if I want to get to the next level. Yeah, it's one of these things where like you kind of have to step outside of yourself from an ego perspective to say, oh, no one can do it better than me. But like, you know, if it's, you know, doing miscellaneous tasks like sending emails or doing things that you could essentially train somebody to do, then someone could do it just as good as you because you, you're training them. Right. And you have Loom videos, you have you know scripts and SOPs that you can send to them. So that's not an issue um, from a revenue perspective, Brittany. I think it was roughly around when we started to hit like 10, what was it, 15 to 20, 25K a month, where I was like, okay, we're going to need to start to outsource this because I'm bringing in the business and I'm also doing some of the fulfillment, whereas I would do some tagging for the virtual tours, putting all these informational tags in, and my director would go and shoot these things. So it's kind of like a a one-two punch. We started to have our um, onboarding where, and it's crazy because our, our first VA that we've had, he, he's a diamond in the rough. His name is Jason. He's still with us uh, from the Philippines um, wow. all these years later. And he's like a senior director now. He, he's crushing it, absolutely crushing it. And it was roughly around, like I said, to, um, the 15K mark where we brought him on. He's doing a lot of the calls for photographers and clients to make sure the uh, confirmation is still good to go photo editing, video editing, all these kind of things that I used to do. So I don't have to do it anymore. And I can, you know, focus on new acquisition uh, channels. And so it was roughly around right. when we got our first uh, VA. Interesting. And any advice for those who are, who I guess are looking to outsource, but are not ready for that to give it up, give it all up. Like, like you said, everyone wants to do it all on their own, but that's where they yeah. kind of stay stuck right um any advice for when you're about to break that and and totally outsource i think you just have to look within yourself and say hey you know do i want to grow this business or not and if you want to grow the business which i'm sure 100 of people are then you need to say okay i need to relinquish a little bit of control but i also need to make sure that i'm training people to the best possible uh you know system that i can create and implement because if i'm not doing that then they're going to be, you know, half-assed, so to speak, and what they deliver. And it's just not going to be quality. So the first thing is really the mindset. And then the second thing, which I'd love to you know, tell your, uh, your audience about, is use Upwork, use Fivers of the world. Upwork is working a little bit better for us to do these onboardings. And, you know, as the saying goes, you know, it's a diamond in the rough. So you're going to have to find, you know, um, so and interview so many people until you find that one person. I, I would not recommend bending at the knee and settling for someone who's just okay. You want to find a VA who is good in English, who can problem solve and who can really think for themselves. Because a lot of VAs, as you can imagine, Brittany, 
They're in a separate country. It's not their first language, but from a critical thinking perspective, they rely a lot of that for the business center, the last questions, but it's like, no, 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 I need you to do problem solving and to, you know, critically think here to make a decision because that's really what it is at the end of the day. It's just them making decisions on what should happen. And again, I still have that issue in my business today with, you know, some of my VAs and those are things that we need to get better at. Um, but I would highly recommend if someone is like, oh, I'm, I'm at this revenue threshold right now. First thing is just saying, okay, adopt this mindset where I need to onboard VAs to grow the business. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, well, how do I do it? Upwork has been fantastic. Quite literally bullet pointing each task and each skill that you need them to have. Um, the more concise, the better I've found and just interviewing until you find someone who meets that and more. So until you find that superstar, you cannot, uh, especially when you're, you know, small and, and growing, you can't afford to simply hire someone who's just okay. hundred percent. I agree with you. And also, you know, think of the time zones and stuff. Like you said, decision-making, you need someone there who, when you're asleep and they're working, you know, with being in the Philippines, total different time zone, you need someone you can trust that will make the correct decisions, you know? So yeah. that's so important. I'm really glad you pointed that out. hundred yeah. percent. I would also so, add too, like, what I would recommend is instead of having it be these VAs work while you sleep, just have them if possible. And if they have that mindset, have them adjust to a US-based schedule. All of my VAs are pretty much doing that now. And, um, you know, I, I, that's another thing I, I would recommend to- hundred percent. I And honestly, we do the same thing. Our, I, know, I know other people who have troubles with, having VAs in another country because of different time zones this and that, but right. ours as well. Yes. Ours have started working to our time zone, which makes it so much easier, you know, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so do you mind kind of diving a little bit deeper into how to skill with optimized content? Yeah, for sure. So optimized content is something where for us, it's what we really pride ourselves on, right? Like making, you know, let's just say we're, we're working with, you know, you, Brittany, you have a cafe, Brittany's cafe, right? Make it really simple. Mm -hmm. You call us to do a virtual tour. There's a million virtual tour providers out there, right? So it's like, how can we distinguish ourselves? So that's why this optimized content is so important because anyone can make a sexy virtual tour, but to actually get more business from it is the difference. So I'll kind of talk through what we do um, on a daily basis, honestly, to, optimize a lot of this content. So there's really three things that we like to do for this content. The first thing is geotagging it. So if your audience isn't aware, there's a great tool called GeoImager, G-E-O-I-M-G-R.com. It's a free geoimaging software. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's essentially taking a piece of content, albeit a video, photo, virtual tour, putting it up on the software, and you essentially take the coordinates, the longitude and latitude of a certain location, putting that into the software with the key phrase that you wanna ultimately rank for. So let's just say, Brittany, you're in my neck of the woods in Philadelphia, you take the Philly coordinates, longitude, latitude, as well as the key phrase. So cafe in Philadelphia, cafe near me, boom, you throw all that stuff into the software and then you now have a tagged, optimized piece of content. So you can essentially post it to Google and Google is going to say, oh, cool. So Brittany's Cafe, they're in Philly and they're a cafe. So we're going to rank them as such. And not a lot of people are doing that right now. A lot of people just say, oh, they're you know, a cafe or a restaurant or, or whatever. 
but they don't have the content that is actually optimized that in an uh, algorithm perspective proves okay. that. So that's the number one. The second thing that we've been seeing is, and this is kind of just some stuff that you know we we like to do on on our end, which is very simple, um, is continue to write optimized blogs for questions that people ask. And this is something that oh my gosh, you know people were saying in 2010, but it's still prominent today. Where again, using your example of uh, if you had a cafe, you would say something like, okay, well. Um, where are the nearest cafes in Philadelphia? What are the best cafes in Philadelphia? What is the cost for um, these, you know, coffee, pastry in Philadelphia? All, the, all these types of things, right? So these questions, you want to write a blog about, and I'll tell you exactly how to structure that. So it's normally Google recognizes 1,800 to 2,100 words. You want to take uh, five internal links and five external links. So five internal links is essentially links to your own website, right? So britneyscafe.com, if that's the, the website, and then five um, external links that they're already ranking for that question. So if we're doing what's the best cafe in Philadelphia, Google search that and take the five top uh, companies, websites, and throw them in the, uh, the blog. That's really how we do it. And then the other thing is taking five images, and this is again back to the first point, geotagging all of those five images and making sure they're compressed through tinypng.com, great software for free. Uh, they need to be under 100 KB per image, so it doesn't bog down the website. And you throw that in the blog. And am I missing anything? I don't think so. Um, and that's it. That's how you really write an optimized blog in uh, layman's terms. Um, and the third thing that we've been seeing, which is really sexy, is making these Instagram reels. So getting on, you know, whether it's your phone or you have a DSLR camera, whatever it is, you know, talking about these kind of questions and, and bringing them to light and, you know, putting your own little spit on it. You know, maybe, you know, if you're trying to hit, you know, um, a new uh, you know, pastry or something that you're creating, you know, talk about how it's, um, how it's made. Talk about the history, the significance behind it. There's so many different things you could be doing to grow that part um, right. for the content and then put it on you know, social media. My personal favorite, and I'm going to go against the grain right here, um, is still Instagram and YouTube in terms of a medium. TikTok is there, and people are going to argue with me on this, which is fine, but I haven't seen in my point of view, TikTok be that effective just because there's so much jargon and, and just weirdness yeah. on TikTok that like mm -hmm. it is not, it's it's just not what I want to, to post on, honestly, because we haven't really seen that much success. So I know it went through a lot there, but geotagging, number one, uh, blog writing, number two, and then these new reels on Instagram and YouTube. Um, those are really three things from an optimized content perspective. Uh, that we're getting um, a lot of, of traction and a lot of inquiries uh, for our business. Amazing. Yes, I'm so interested in how it really broke down and how it worked and, and you covered it all. So very interesting. And I'm really happy it's working out really well that way. But I agree with the, the TikTok thing. It's There's so many things on there that just, yeah. yeah. I don't know about TikTok. <laughs> but Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like... I Again, like th there's an interesting thing too that we're seeing in China where, you know, the Chinese government, because, you know, it's a Chinese platform, they make it like educational for kids, 
it's like what four hours a day maximum they're on there. It's probably less, honestly. But then the in the U.S., it's not just edu- educational content. It's it's all the content. So it's all this you know corny, weird stuff on on TikTok, and people could be on there all day. So it's it's um a platform that I, I wouldn't recommend. You know, not only from a business perspective, but just like you, you get you know just lost in there. It's like you know. Um, you know, Narnia or something. You know? It's like all the yeah, yeah, it is like Narnia, hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's oh, so. too funny. So, yeah. any big plans and focus for the next six months, and then again for all of twenty twenty three? The biggest thing is uh, there's really two things for me. It's um, scaling out this franchise model that we're going to be legitimizing. I would say in the next month or two, getting people on board. Um, and if anyone's interested, I'd love to talk to them about, because I, I have a lot of lawyers and attorneys, but anyone who's interested in kind of being a outbound salesperson potentially with me and then growing within the company, I'd love to talk about that more. Um, and then also just building out, I would say more branding and going to more events, speaking on stages. I think that's something for me where I, not that I, because I, I've always loved public speaking, but it's like, I just didn't have the time for it, quite frankly. And it's right. a total excuse. So I'm going to prioritize that this year, hop on some stages and um, do my thing. So those are really the two big things for, um, for this year and, and traveling a lot more too. I, I'm actually going to be going to Puerto Rico. I booked a one-way flight. Um, I have a condo there. Um, so I, you know, I could be there for two weeks or <laughs> two years. I mean, we'll, we'll see. What I happens. love it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was in Costa Rica for three years and Puerto Rico. I had a friend I met in Costa Rica that always goes to Puerto Rico. And I've, that's a place I've always wanted to go. So I'm going to find you on social and see how it is. And um, definitely think about going out there one day. I heard it's beautiful. So. 100%. I'll tell you all this back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sean, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and add so much value to myself and my listeners. You know, if anyone's looking to connect with you and what you have to offer, what would be the best way to go ahead and reach out to you? Yeah, the best way is just go on my website, MomentumVirtualTours.com. I'm doing a free exclusive offer today, which is legit for you as well, Brittany. But if you guys fill out a form on the website and mention you found me from Brittany's show, I will be giving you guys one free Instagram reel where we either get content that you provide or we go out there and we do one free uh, social media reel for you. Again, totally free. Doesn't matter if you're in a big city like Philadelphia or New York City, or you're in, you know, some very rogue area where there's like a couple hundred people in a town. We'll come to you. No worries. And uh, we're just looking to provide some value. So that's how you can find me. That's amazing. Thanks so much, Sean. I'm super excited for this. I'm going to do that right after we get off the call. (laughs) Absolutely. So amazing. Well, thanks again, Sean. This has been absolute pleasure having you on. So group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six figure entrepreneur or hire and want to come on, just like Sean Boyle did today to talk about the businesses, possibly talk about the podcast. Um, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.